0: Want to advertise big and build massive brand authority at the same time? It's easier than you think. Open Display by AdSymbol lets you advertise on digital
1: billboards nationwide. Just go to opendisplay.com for a free account to get started.
0: Hey everybody, this is Eris Rivers and today we have a special treat for you on the Ad Hero podcast. Today we sit down with Bill Protzman of Music Care Inc., We had a blast talking to Bill. I know you guys are gonna really enjoy this episode. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. This is the Ad Hero Podcast. The podcast that reveals marketing tips,
2: trends, and techniques by industry experts, insiders, and influencers. For years, AdSymbol has helped businesses develop and launch campaigns to amplify their message, establish authority, and earn their lion's share of the market. This podcast will help you design and supercharge your plan to make an impact with valuable lessons you can apply in your business today. To get more information or start now, visit adsymbol.com. That's A-D-S-E-M-B-L-E.com. Let's get started.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Ad Hero Podcast. I'm uh, here with your host, Ares Rivers, Michael Patriots. Matthew Olivieri. And Gino Giovanni with uh, some sound issues coming Gino in. Gino Giovanni. There he is, swooping <laughs> uh-uh, in. Uh, there he is, Delighted response. <laughs> yeah, and today it's we actually century. have uh, well, we have someone really special. We have Bill Protsman. Um, and, and Bill does a lot of different things. Uh, we'll give you a formal introduction in just a little bit. But Bill, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I got to ask you this question. Right on. Um, I got I to ask you this question, first of all, because we are, we tend to be huge comic book nerds. Um, comic books, movie, TV, pop culture, and I'm, I'm curious, is there anything that you're, you're diving into really deeply right now? What's stealing what's your nights away from you at the moment?
1: Oh gosh, when I lose sleep, it's about us not being able to care for ourselves very well. We're just not encouraged to do that, and I look around at the world and go, gosh, look at, look at where our current thing has gotten to us and where we are right now. And does that include any kind of way that we're really taking care of ourselves, like really well, not just going to the gym and eating right, but like every aspect of our lives? What are we doing there? That, that, that kind of stuff, that frightens me.
0: Right on. Do you uh, find time to relax with any shows or anything like that?
1: Oh, yeah. I finally got to see yesterday and that was just a huge heart thing. We don't go to many movies, but wow, that just imagine the world without the Beatles, like for a second. What a great premise.
0: <laughs> that's interesting. you know there's a cartoon where it the world is all the Beatles, everything that's happening. and I have a two year old daughter at home and it's on Netflix. I forget the name of this thing, but it it's in every situation, it's tailored to a Beatles song. and it's, yeah. it's a really interesting concept. How about you guys? Well, I'll tell you uh, I'll tell you the thing that I'm on the countdown for right
2: here is uh, we are less than two weeks away from walking phoenix stepping into the shoes of the joker <laughs> and i wanted to hear what you and gino uh specifically felt i know i know we've been building up the anticipations, but the reviews have been off the charts people are saying it's yeah. one of the best performances ever certainly of walking phoenix's career but just of the joker itself which is such a huge role to fill uh given heath ledger's role but uh, or a portrayal of it but are you guys are you guys getting as excited about this as I am, Erich? I know you're a huge DC Comics guy.
0: Yep, yep, I, I definitely am. And uh, I, I want to get Gino's input on this. But uh, one of the reasons I'm excited for The Joker, and it actually ties back to a lot of what Bill is saying um, when he talks about authenticity and, and you know, self-care and things like that. But it's actually kind of from a dark place because the role of The Joker has been so famously one of those, like, Dangerously influential roles. And as an actor, you know, especially for any of the method actors and things like that, you wonder like when that reality you're constructing becomes what is your authentic day-to-day, like, can you lose yourself in that? Is there any kind of rehab that you have to go through, you know, to kind of bring yourself back? You know?
3: <laughs> interesting. You, yeah. You know? you know, it it depends how you play it. I know that. Um, the last guy who played it, um, Heath Ledger. No, not Heath Ledger. The other guy. Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Uh, no, it was Jared. He,
2: that one. Does
0: he count? Jared Leto. That's Oh, that. That was, that's
2: I don't even, I don't even count the Jared Leto version. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even count.
3: Are you kidding me? That does not um, even count. well, he wanted to be very deranged. In fact, he was known for, putting dead rats in a box and giving it to gifts, to his co-stars and acting crazy. And people thought that he was going loony throughout the whole uh, recording of the movie that they thought that he might need some help. But then you take Keith Ledger and the way he went about it and he did a couple of people and just kind of put them together and made them one. So I guess it really just depends how you want to go about it. Like the Joker is supposed to be like a smart character. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. So, you know, he's not just loony, but he's like very
0: tactical, very smart. That's why he always get, gets away. <laughs> wow. That, that is nuts. And, and, um, and Bill, like we've never gone into this aspect of things before, uh, especially with marketing and kind of the, um, just the emotional and psychological mindset. And I mean, if you uh if somebody for example like jared leto um i mean this guy is he's already described as weird first of all he's just already a weird guy right but to have a method actor embracing this this chaotic but extremely calculative you know this villain if somebody like that came to you uh
1: where do you even start oh those are the fun ones (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's, it's about, you know, an authentic thing. I, I think actors have to learn how to convey authenticity in what they do. And I don't know personally how you separate from that, because I know as a musician, if I, if I have to play something and I haven't got the authenticity and the feeling right, you're not going to feel it. So that's one aspect of it. It's not an act. You really do feel those emotions when you're performing. It's got to be that way for actors, I think. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, that could mess you up. I I got messed up playing really deep emotional stuff as a kid you can unwind from that but if you're an act that's supposed to be surfacing that over and over and over and that's what you do I don't know how you separate from that
0: Mm. especially the method uh, guys right
2: those are the guys right those are the people that really get into it deep so uh is Joaquin Phoenix the method actor guys or is he just a really good actor and he just really gets into these roles does anyone know
3: I think he's the
0: latter. Yeah, I think he's just a really good actor. Although I saw a meme where um, somebody zoomed in on the wrinkles in his forehead and it was upside down and I can't unsee that because it was just like... A <laughs> <face>. <laughs> fun fact, Fun fact,
3: uh, Joaquin Phoenix was up for the role of Doctor Strange, but the reason why he didn't take it was because he didn't want to do any sequels. He's a he's a one and done guy.
2: Oh what? Well, that's kind of disappointing because now, I don't know how this movie's gonna end. But I would love if this was a really well played movie to have it end with like a teaser of like who's the next Batman? It's gonna be uh, the guy from uh, from the uh, vampire movies. It's gonna be what's his name? And uh,
3: Harry Potter. No, uh, no.
2: Yes, <laughs> Harris, Do you know who? He is? Yeah, Robert Pattinson. Yes. Wouldn't it be amazing if there was a little teaser at the very end of Joker where Robert Patterson is just like sitting in his mansion as Bruce Wayne and he is pondering that he has to like go address this new villain Joker. I think that would be the most amazing climax to this movie. I'm really hoping for that.
0: You know, it's amazing, man, because as we're having this conversation and so Bill... Hey guys, sorry to interrupt, but we had a little bit of audio loss here. So I'm going to go ahead and fill in the blanks. Now, Bill is an entrepreneur who takes leaders from pain to power using music as his mechanism. As well, Bill also teaches us how to amplify the impact of our campaigns using music. Okay, now back to it. In in the conversation of thinking about being an actor and getting into things and kind of taking on these roles, and there's there's like a progression, both between story. Uh, music. And I mean, you could even just say in, in marketing campaigns where you start off, you're introduced and you, you climb up to this, this, you know, you have your challenge, your climax, your kind of resolution. Um, and then the kind of the consequence of the results afterwards. I know I'm impressed by the idea. I love the idea of it. Um, so if you if, guys, if you don't mind, I have a couple of questions I really want to ask Bill. So could you fill in our audience more about who you are, what you do, and uh, where you're headed.
1: Sure. You guys, it's great to be here. And for what it's worth, um, hey, if Joaquin Phoenix isn't going to do the sequel, you know, why did he do this one? Right. <laughs> it's like, that's the game plan anymore in movies. If you're going to make a movie, it's not just today's movie. It's the three that come next, right? So... Yeah,
2: unless, unless the uh, parent companies can't agree to let one Marvel superhero be on <laughs> another, <laughs> another company team. <laughs> yeah. oh.
1: Well, you can That's get the not, edited version. That, that, was, <laughs> that was not a
0: cheap shot at Sony. That was not a cheap shot. That, that was not, that was a uh, authentic, like, okay, well.
1: <laughs> so. you know, we are, the, we are the, the audience, right? Does the audience get to have a say here? <laughs> right. Okay, I so where was gonna, I? Where were we on this whole thing? Um, well, I grew up with Batman. Pow, bam. There's, uh, there's so much that's going on in the world right now that, that is related to this authentic thing, this passion thing, this mm. genuine thing. Everybody wants to say the words, but can you walk the walk? I mean, can you really tell the line? Are you not just acting? That's what I want to know. And I'm willing to go to a movie and I'm willing to give it up and put myself in a place where I can surrender to whoever's going to act, however they're going to act on the screen. That's cool. I'm, I can do that. But in real life, what's happening? What's happening in real life? That's where it really comes down to, you know, the rubber meeting the road. And how much are movie tickets these days? I mean, I think I paid about 20 bucks to get in. And, right. You know, so you're putting some cash on the line for this. This isn't just entertainment anymore. You're actually making an investment. Because <laughs> right. they're going to come back and ask you to see the next two <laughs> movies, you know? So, so this is important. Um, and if you're going to spend, you know, $5 for a cup of coffee. Wouldn't you rather talk to the person on the other side of the register and ask them how their day is going? Maybe get some feedback from them before you right. go and wait and pick up your latte and head out the door. I mean, it's great you can phone in your order and you never have to say boo to anybody anymore, but I miss that. I miss that interaction. <laughs> and we just can't sort of like legislate that out of our lives and give it up for robots and whatever else. And, you know, go strikers at General Motors right now because you're making a case for the authenticity of what you do. And, and that's important. That's just like essential. Mm-hmm. So as a musician, um, I, I, that's my business. It's all about authenticity. And convincing people through nothing more than the sound that you make that you're real and that you have information for them. And not only that, but it's information that they need because you're filling a gap that they didn't know they had. Mm-hmm. That's authenticity. And that's authentic marketing for me, for me. I mean, everybody's got their own way about it. But isn't that where it really matters? You know? Look so. somebody in the eye.
0: I, I, I love that. I mean, I'm curious. How do you help? I, I would almost think that that authenticity, just like, a, just like a kid, you know, their innocence gets taken away. And then so in this digital age, it's like this authenticity gets taken away because you have to perform for different, uh, different situations, different people. How do we... Replace that
1: with music? Well, it, it's sort of uh, augmenting it, if you will, because everybody's got that. Like human beings, we're tribal people. We're, we need the herd around us. We're, it's built in. And if you can inspire that in some way from someone that you're marketing to or even just somebody you meet on the street, mm. that's a huge win. That's a huge win because we're bombarded by so much that's trying to grab our attention that is inauthentic because. It, it can't be authentic if you're digital marketing. I mean, you can even send video, but that isn't the same thing as the conversation, guys. You know, it's like we need to have the two-way street. So, how do you do that? Well, I mean, we're trying. I love the the aspect of video podcasting because at least then observers can look and say, "Okay, there's Bill, there's Erish. They're having this conversation. Um, we can see the responses. Is that an authentic thing, or is it stressed? Is it?" Um, it does, do all the senses in with a question? You know how people talk or op talkers. They're the, everything is sort of like it. We're even backing away from our own convictions these days. And you've got to hear. You've got to hear the conviction. You've got to hear the the tone of voice. You've got to see the face, the expressions that go on. These are all part of how we grok each other as tribal beings, and and we decide how we're going to interact in that space based upon all those nonverbal cues, if you will, mm. and it's more than body language. It's just like showing up as a normal person, not trying to show up to be in a role or show up to act a certain way, but just to be normal, right? And if you can't do that, well, there's so much that you can uncover to get to that, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but music is one way that you can actually feel yourself safely for the first time, mm. and, and that means sitting down and putting on the headphones and. Putting on a piece of music that does it for you, whatever that is, and just being with that music for a while, people that meditate get this, but you don't have to meditate. You can let the music mind you that way, and then you'll discover something about yourself that's authentic. That's the stuff we're after here.
2: So, Bill, if I may uh, ask for someone listening right now that has a small business, and they come from the background of, you know, I've set up my Google ads, I've set up my Facebook ads, I've done this, I've done that. And... And now they come across your website and they get introduced to you. What help our listening audience understand, like, does your company do from a standpoint of unpackaging this individual or this small business? And what do you actually do in terms of, like, helping them with your product or your solution? to complement the other social digital marketing stuff that they already have going on.
1: Exactly. You know, Matthew, great question, because most of us are entrepreneurs or solopreneurs in this world today, and the gig economy is huge. And all of us have to make our choices based upon very limited information, like the ads that we get or whatever. What it comes down to is uh, what we used to call an interview. It's really tough for me to just sign up for something without looking somebody in the eye and going there. So if, if this is you and you're trying to promote your business and you're doing a, the things that matter, great, your infrastructure's in place, phenomenal. Now the question is, where are you going to come from? How are you going to meet that infrastructure with authenticity, with something that's real, rather than just you know signing people up at the end of a click funnel? Hey, no problem with that. But wouldn't you rather have customers that are there for you the first time, the second time, the third time, that are there, durable, sustainable customers for life? This is how you get them. And to do that, If you're not the kind of person who can come out there and be authentic without a little bit of help, it doesn't matter because there's lots of people in the world who are also like us. And being an introvert myself, it's difficult to come to the table, Mm. but you can do it. And and the internet makes that so easy. So if video is all you've got, like set up a Zoom chat like this, where you can actually talk to somebody and see them for real, digitally, but for real, and get some responses and interaction. And you'll know pretty quick, they tell us that, you know, almost within the first few seconds before anything's said, you get a feel for what's going on there. And you know whether you want to interact. That's an incredible thing if you're building your frontline customers, because you want to make sure they're solid. And if, you're, if you've got everything set up and you're starting to bring those people in, like, get on a Zoom. Let's talk about this. Let's see where they're coming from. Maybe discuss something innocuous. Like, I love to come to meetings with a click track on my phone or something. A little click that just going click, click, click. It gets everybody entrained. And if you've got some music playing in the background, you might say, oh, hey, just a second. Let me turn off. Well, oh, wait. And you can dummy this up and say, hey, this, th- I love this song. Do you mind? Just give me a couple of seconds here. I want to hear because the great part's coming up, you know. And then you start a conversation about something external that's authentic, that's feeling related, that lets you relate to somebody in that way. We just did this right now, talking about comics, talking about, I mean, Batman. Who is alive today that doesn't know who Batman is, right? We can. That's a subject where you can talk authentically about all kinds of stuff. And... To open that communication, that's what all the infrastructure is prepared for you to have that conversation. Because the last thing I want, Matthew, is you to go and say, eh, "Well, you know, I'm out his stuff, but I can get it cheaper from Amazon." Mm, so,
3: yeah,
1: it wasn't authentic. You know, we didn't have the authentic connection.
2: Right, right. Gino, Gino, I know you have a, a background in music, being a uh, DJ and, and everything else. And what what uh, questions would you have for Bill pertaining to you know, his expertise in that realm, tying things together with the marketing, the advertising and whatever
3: they share? That's a good question. Uh Well, first of all, I, I'd like to comment on uh, just how you're saying being authentic. I think that um, a lot of people should be authentic and in, instead of the whole fake it to you, make it kind of thing personally. <laughs> um, but how, if if someone's, if someone's coming up, and let's say they have a oh, here's a uh, good example. Uh, let's say let's say you have an event, and it's and it's partially music based, you know. And there's lots of other stuff, but it doesn't really matter for right now. Uh, but the, the sole thing of it is is music. Um, what are some good pointers that you would do in the situation of? marketing an event
1: with um, music. So are are we selling a music event or are we selling an event where there happens to be music there? Yes, the latter. The latter. Okay, so um, I got asked to do bump music once for a conference, and it turned out I was one of the speakers at the end of the conference. And I got to speak to the organizers about this in a way that went way beyond your your standard, oh, we just need bump music. Hmm. We talked about each of the various different Speakers who are going to be coming up and giving their presentation and what kind of music would fit best to get the audience into a place where they could appreciate the presentation. Mm. And some speakers are like motivational, right? And some speakers are informational. And you have a different kind of a response to that as an audience member. You can prime Mm. that pump, like you can play the pump up music, Rocky or something to get the people ready for motivation. And then you can play Mozart or something to get people ready for doing some mental work. And then if you've got a relaxation, like somebody's will come in and, and kind of do some yoga stretching thing, putting on some ambient for that. I mean, just paying attention to how the music blends with what you're doing is important. Totally different thing for a concert, because in a concert, you've got their attention for a couple of hours. And you can program something that gives them an emotional ride. So it's a, it's a difference between allowing you to be on a full, complete musical journey with me if I'm performing or setting you up for the best possible response to what's going to come next. And music does that for us, like, just immediately. We're just in the lane the moment you hear the music, bang, you get the physiological, mental, emotional response that, that puts you in that place. And you know this is a DJ, when you're playing music for people, how they respond, right? That's the kind of thing you want to tailor so that your conference or your presentation goes smoothly with everybody's engagement at a physical, emotional, mental level. Make sense? Because, it does. It, it does. Yeah, Gino,
2: Gino, sp- specifically when you're spinning house music, isn't there literally like an optimal uh, beats per second that you slowly can rise up to? Like if the crowd's slowly dancing, and then you you start putting on a little bit faster song, a little bit faster song, you start turn up that beat, and then people really start going at it, right? Isn't that kind you of that know, same concept?
3: My answer to that is uh, a good DJ who knows what he's he or she is doing. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Let's go from zero to
2: like, you know, high intense trance music or something like right, that. Right, right, it right. It
3: just, it just, yeah, it just doesn't work. But well, Bill, I, you know, I really like what you're saying there.
0: Well, 120 beats per minute is the, the tempo of, of life to save a life, I believe. I, I, I could be a little bit outdated on my CPR and, and uh, everything like that, but I believe 120 beats per minute, which a lot of people actually seem to really adapt to. Um it, for some reason it's it's like it's like the same thing as, as Pacabell's kind of general progression uh for anybody who doesn't know much about music or anything like that um so in Pacabell's canon help me out here bill d yeah
1: canon and d the the and wedding music d- that everybody d- in the eighties used
0: oh yeah it's, it's still they're still using, <laughs> they're still using it. i know you know and, and and in marketing i I saw that and and I could definitely attest to this in my own, and just noticing the own way I, I respond to ads and things like that. They say that when you use music that people recognize, then there's something like 67% more likely to align with your brand or your offer and actually take action. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of interesting because Bill, you, you make music, you teach people how to heal through music um, you lead them on these journeys through music, instruction and playing. And and so when it comes to actually coming up with music for bump music, for example, do you even really have to come up with something too original? I know it kind of goes against the grain, but mm-hmm. if you create that bells canon in deep, you know, kind of like underneath, underneath everything, can you essentially just put anything else you want, like a subliminal <laughs> music kind of message I don't know. I love this, remember the day,
1: right everybody was talking about how there are subliminal messages in the Beatles, if you played it backwards, it was, you know, all this crazy stuff, and I, I think the answer is yes, it's much easier for us to put information together and retain it longer in our brains if it's there to music now, what is the right music is, is the, always the question, because I can't tell you what music is best for you, only you know that and the research on this, the science behind it is that the music you love is your most powerful music. So in, in some environments, like if everybody, if the Beatles were alive today and we all went to the concert, um, we'd all be there because of the Beatles, right? But if the Beatles had, nobody had ever heard of them before and it was brand new, there'd be a different kind of an understanding about that. There wouldn't be any baggage to be fresh. So whenever you play a song that somebody remembers, you you're running the risk that they have some baggage associated with that that you don't want hooked up to your product or service, <laughs> and and that's a big risk. But you can play something similar or something that nobody knows, or you know just create some jingle that goes along with it. Or if you're trying to set the bar, I mean we all know plop plop fizz fizz, and uh, the what was that great song from the '70s or something that have a Coke and a smile? It became a, a huge hit international songs. You know, so some of that stuff is intentional. It's meant to put you in the place, and you'll never, ever be able to separate that music from the product. And that's, that's intentional, too. But it's kind of tough to read an audience, even when you're there to perform random music and know what's going to hit and what's not. And, and even, even worse, what's going to turn some people off, make them leave the room. It's well, hard.
0: I'm really interested, if I could, um, to ask a little bit, and i got to dive back into some of your, your past here. How did you get started with the idea of music as self care?
1: So, the, um, the award that you mentioned from the National Council on Behavioral Health, they give awards to people who are in the lane of doing something innovative uh, in behavioral health care, national organization. And somebody nominated me. Uh, the agency I was working at, the, at, volunteering at at the time, I was teaching homeless people how to use music as a tool. Mm. And that turns out to be an incredibly beautiful thing because if you're homeless, there's so many stressors and music can bring you in a place where you can focus and do this. And, and it, it was great for them. So I got nominated like, oh, this is cool, whatever. And then I, dang it, I got the award. And it's like, wow, why? So it was, it was cool that a national association recognized that music for your self-care, not music therapy, but actually using music on your own um, is a valuable uh, therapeutic practice, a behavioral healthcare practice. Mm. And I've sort of backed into that, but quite honestly, after having played the piano for so long and realizing that I had all these really incredible. Oh, no, I think we, uh, we play, there for a second. Um,
0: there you are.
1: Could be translated into anyone else who was listening to music and needed a safe experience of their emotions. Um, there are lots of emotions we don't like to experience, but we're resonators for all of them. And even if it's fear, or if it's anger, we still ought to experience that stuff. We, we should have a way to do that well. And music does that for us. So suppressing those emotions, not a great thing. letting them come up to music, a really positive thing because once they've come up and washed through, you can do other stuff with them. And if you're going into a tough meeting and you're carrying anger or, or something with you, you're not ready for the meeting. So being able to unpack that musically Wow. I've been doing that all my life. And once I recognized with some coaching, I have amazing therapists, thank you therapists, that this is what was actually going on with me and that it could be translated to anyone who needed to experience their emotions safely and let them go and be ready for the next thing. Wow. That opened a bunch of doors and mm. it's been fantastic ever since.
0: Right on. I'm curious if uh, have And I'm thinking, you know, if I were at a company and I was running a sales or a marketing team that I would want them on their game and I want them in their most creative. uh, And I also want them to figure out how they're going to connect with people. It's not just the copy. You know, the copy is what people are going to read, but we need to elicit that emotional response. So if we have the opportunity to use music um, in those teams, are you, have you ever been like kind of brought in uh, essentially to kind of as an aid.
1: spark up a marketing team
0: yeah or anything like that like uh, like in a, in a group capacity where you really yes do that all right like, can you tell us about that really quick yeah
1: i got to work with the folks at the two-on-one call center so uh two-on-one if you don't have one in your area anybody can dial two-on-one and they get through to an information space where they're answering questions there about where to find food where to find shelter so they handle all the homeless issues and the sort of the lowest level on the maslow pyramid that's the bulk of their calls come from that. Uh, they also handle referrals to things like Child Protective Services, if there's abuse going on. So it's a high-stress environment. Wow. And the people that they're talking to in 2 on one are in tough positions most of the time. I mean, they also handle calls for things like you know veterans who are looking for a job, that sort of thing. So it's, it's a nice service. I got to speak to the one in our area and talk to them about how to engage music in the, in the stress-relieving aspects of that. It's not a very creative environment, but when there's high stress, you've got to have a way of being able to release that. And a lot of people, um, I've done this too, you grab a Red Bull and keep you going. You know, it's 12 o'clock, you've got to go until five. (laughs) Not great, you know, but there are ways where you can sort of just give yourself a musical break and let all those emotions that have been accumulating over the course of the morning's calls come up and wash away instead of stuffing them down and trying to soldier on and make it through the rest, of the rest of the, you know, your shift, whatever that is. Wow, that was eye-opening for them. Because when you realize that you don't have to sit down and listen to an hour's worth of music, mm. when you sit down for a second and remember a song that gives you relief, your physiological response to that, your mental response to that, your emotional response, your physical response to that memory is the same as if you listened to the song. So if you've got some practice on that, and guys, I mean, it, it isn't hard to practice remembering songs. You all remember songs. We, we, we're lined up for this. This is how bodies work, right? We remember songs. Giving yourself that music, that moment of where you just remember the music,
3: mm.
1: lets it all go, lets mm. it all go. So it's not so much about taking a room full of people and making them sit down and listen to the Pachelbel Canon, right? It's like, oh my God, that again? It's about, if that's your, if that's your music, all you gotta do is remember how that thing starts and immediately your body goes into that place.
3: Mm. It's
1: like an actor dialing up for their role. Bang, they're there, they're good at it. And with a little bit of practice, every human being can do this. It's just, we're, you know, we're built for this. Like Lady Gaga says, we're born this way.
0: Mm. Oh man, Bill, that is, that is amazing. And, and when, we, um, when we first got you lined up for this, I had no idea what direction this was gonna go in. And, <laughs> and this has been incredibly insightful. Um, I don't want to say that, like, you know, like manipulative or anything, but man, you're giving me a lot of great ideas over here. Fellas, how about you?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I when I really pause to think about the, the times that I've been the most stressed out working in a startup environment, dealing with the day-to-day things that come up, uh, more often than not, I find myself just putting on a really good song that I like, and it just totally makes me relax and makes me like, it's almost like I can see the knotted up ball of yarn and I can see it like untangling itself. So uh, I can definitely personally attest to music's importance in my life. Uh, and, and so I love, I, I love and, and totally agree with what Bill shared.
0: And you know, it's a, a little side note here, Bill, like, I, as we get ready to wrap this up, I'm actually a huge fan of synth wave retro wave music and those kind of not the most conventional, but I want to thank Gino and Matthew for letting me, torture you guys in the office with that because I become incredibly um, productive with that. So Hey, I'm you a know. fan now. I'm a
2: fan. You got me making a fan. know Gino, how about you? Are you digging it now? You digging the 80s uh, wave
3: music? I am. It reminds me of the Thor Ragnarok movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. There you go. I love that. Yep. We have that's fun watching that movie. Bill, did you ever see that?
1: <laughs> you know, I, it's on my list, but I've heard the soundtrack. So isn't this weird? Because I often hear music from a movie before I see the movie.
0: <laughs> oh! What I mean, go figure. figure.
1: <laughs> and and that's, that's practice too, because back in the day, yes, I played at Nordstrom, when they had pianos at Nordstrom. You know, the, the kids would want to hear the music from the latest Disney movie that just opened the night before.
3: Wow.
1: And you could get the soundtrack ahead of the movie, and I'd have to learn it, right? So I'd be there ready, like on Thanksgiving morning or the day after, whenever we opened. And I could play Beauty and the Beast, you know, like, and the kids were like, oh, we're going right. to see that tonight.
0: And then they buy your CD. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and they
1: buy my CD. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, you're absolutely right. And when you're done with, you know, um, with 80s wave and retro and stuff, I'll, I'll set you up with jazz metal because that's going to blow your mind.
0: Nice. <laughs> Hit me now. Hit me now. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. It's not my music, but it's a buddy, and he's amazing.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm definitely interested. Uh, fellas, that's that's going to be the new thing. So, um, yeah, we're going to get ready to wrap this up. Uh, gentlemen, do you guys have any other questions here for Bill?
2: Just wanted to hear where – we'll put it in the show notes, but just wanted to hear where people could connect with Bill – his Twitter handle, social media? Where, where can our listening audience reach out to you best?
1: You know, I'll put a link tree in the show notes so that you can get all that. But the quick way to remember it is quest.musiccare.net. And uh, Quest is intentional. Uh, this process never ends. This, this ability to use music is like a Quest. It's like the Quest for the Holy Grail in some ways. So if nice. that website will get you to me. It'll also get you to the online course. There's just a lot of information out there. And then look in the show notes for my link tree. You'll find it there.
0: Wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks. Dude, thank you so much, Bill, for for joining us. I know that uh, this is probably a little bit outside of your radar, but it's been a super special treat uh, for me as a lover of music, a performer. Uh, I haven't been able to perform like I want because I have people who live above my garage and it's incredibly stifling. But
1: (laughs) I love it, dude. Just go for it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They'll, they'll enjoy
2: the music, Ash. Hey, guys, really quickly, I also wanted to mention, because uh, we had some requests come in from our listening audience. They wanted to know where they can find us out and about, uh, in and around town. Uh, on From October 2nd to the 4th, uh, we will be at TechCrunch Disrupt. We're going to have a booth there in the general floor area, actually a pretty big booth. And back by popular demand, we're bringing Dan Chan, uh, the billionaire's magician back to our booth he's going to be doing customized magic tricks uh and sharing people open display anyways we're gonna have a lot of fun out there so anyone that's listening if you're in the san francisco bay area and you can make your way to moscone center uh october 2nd through the fourth come meet us in person i think we might even record a podcast uh while we're out there might tentatively the plans we'll see (laughs) but that'd be pretty epic
3: (laughs) i've been wanting to
0: performing
2: yeah. Yeah. And like a destination podcast recording. That'd be kind of fun.
0: <laughs> All right on. Well, Bill, we don't want to take too much more of your time here. So thank you so much for joining us. And I just got your message about the, uh, the jazz metal stuff. Uh, I've done jazz and hip hop. a huge fan of that. But jazz metal, you're about to open my mind here. I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, this guy, Adam, is amazing. Thank you, gentlemen. I really appreciate your time. And uh, thank you so much for having me on the show. You've been listening to another episode
0: of the Ad Hero Podcast. If you like what you hear, please share with a friend, family member, or a weird coworker down the hallway. We're easy to reach if you want to get in touch with us on social media at handleadassembly. That's A-D-S-E-M-B-L-E. Also, you can join our Ad Hero community on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash adhero.